Hey, everybody. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of the We Tackle Life podcast. Glad to have you along. Yes, two podcasts in two straight days. That's okay because we have sports events to talk about and we have current events to talk about in the context of the faith portion of the podcast. Thought it was important today to speak with you uh, about something that's happening in real time, a press conference in Texas, Uvalde, Texas, scene of a horrific, horrific, evil school shooting yesterday. What is the role of evil in school shootings? A question asked, and uh, I think an important discussion to have. So we shall have it today. But I want to thank you for joining us, and I want to thank, first of all, uh, those of you who have responded to my call to interact with me via PatriotSwitch.com. Your chance to answer the question, is there a way that I can keep my money out of the hands of woke corporations that donate to causes I don't support, pro-abortion causes, and causes that lead to social unrest and anarchy and grooming of kids in schools? Yes, there is a way. A, a private privately owned company, a family owned company that makes, makes and ships direct to you every product they sell, nothing overseas, all the stuff you're already using at home, shaving cream, mouthwash, shampoo, conditioner, vitamins, supplements, laundry detergent, cleaners, on and on and on, over 400 products. You're buying them already. Why not buy them from a different store? Why not support a true American company that donates to pro-life causes, pro-military, pro-police, and uh, also agrees that America is a country where anything is possible for someone who has a great idea, works hard. That is what has happened with this particular company. They've been in business since 1982. They're proven. They have millions of customers. And you could be one of them, but you can't be unless you go to PatriotSwitch.com and click on my name in the How Did You Hear About Us menu. This company does not do business in stores. They do not advertise. They must uh, have someone express an interest in joining their private shopping club. And so that's your opportunity right now to express that interest at PatriotSwitch.com. And I'll be in touch with you. We'll have a conversation. It won't take long. You'll figure out. Uh, whether it works for you, whether it fits, whether you want to be part of this movement that will allow you to vote with your wallet. So PatriotSwitch.com, Bruce Hooley in the How Did You Hear About Us menu. Okay, let's clean up a couple things sports-wise from Ohio State. Uh, Ryan Day today was on 97.1 The Fan, my former employer, and he said something that I think he means today. And I know that, you know, most Ohio State fans at this point in time hope that he means forever, which is he's going to stay at Ohio State as long as he can. Don't come back and hang Ryan Day with this later on if some NFL team entices him away. Uh, He means it in the moment, but a lot can change. He can have a different athletic director and fall out of favor with his athletic director. He can have a different university president and fall out of favor with the university president. He can decide he wants a, a, a bigger challenge because he wins so much here that the pressure of winning here uh, becomes something that, you know, he's not the great Ryan Day anymore. People grouse about what he hasn't done as opposed to what he has done. How many coaches do you know who become victims of their own accomplishments? Certainly Thad Mata fit that description. I think Chris Holtman fits that description. Pretty much every coach fits that description. And so a lot can change, and oftentimes a lot does change, but Ryan Day means it today, and I don't think that locks him in here. And don't please don't dare come back at him 15 uh, or f- five years from now and say, oh, you said you'd be here as long as you could, and now you're leaving. Yeah, I mean, people change. His kids grow up. Things like that happen. So, uh, But nice to hear from uh, Ryan Day today. We will not be hearing uh, much, if at all, from this point on, from another Ohio State head coach, uh, 
because Greg Beals, the baseball coach, was fired earlier this week. He was fired by Gene Smith. And if you want to know the reason why, well, then you can read the story about Greg Beals' dismissal on PressProsMagazine.com. That's as comprehensive of an interview as you're going to get with Greg Beals anywhere because nobody else that I know has even talked to him. I don't think the dispatch bothered to talk to him at all because it's baseball, right? Nobody cares about baseball. I think baseball is one of the sports at Ohio State that you can be uh, as good or better than anybody in the Midwest. Ohio State baseball under Greg Beals has not been as good or better than anybody in the Midwest. And it would be refreshing if Gene Smith, the athletic director, would say that. Why? Why did you fire him? Uh, I know you could say, you know, well, he's got a year left on his contract, and if he goes into the year as a lame duck, uh, it's hard to recruit. And Then say that. But for Gene Smith to fire Greg Beals and not have the guts, and yes, I said it, that's a gutless move, not to talk about it is, well, I said it, gutless. And Gene Smith owes the fan base of Ohio State baseball better than that. And you say, well, there's not much of a fan base. Well, there's some. There are people who give lots and lots of money to build Bill Davis Stadium. And there are people around the nation who read the coverage of Ohio State baseball on PressProsMagazine.com. There are people who care about Ohio State baseball. And you owe them an explanation for why you fired their coach. You owe the 35 guys on the team a public explanation of why you fired them rather than just talking to them privately and then skulking out of the parking lot, declining comment. Gene Smith has paid $450,000 a year in 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 and among a contract that pays him more than $2 million a year, 450 of it is for media and public relations work. That's laughable, first of all, because it's just a way to pay him $2 million and say you're not paying him $2 million. His base salary is $1.5. He's getting bonus payments in lump sum at the end of this month in excess of several hundred thousand dollars, and he skulks out of town like a pickpocket when he fires a baseball coach, gutless, gutless move by Gene Smith. Uh, and it's not the first time, and sadly won't be the last. All right. Um, Nebraska football. <laughs> uh, I could make a joke about how they really don't have to worry about this too much, but they have a tradition at Nebraska football where they release red helium-filled balloons after Nebraska scores its first touchdown. The joke would be, well, they don't score that many touchdowns, so not that big of a deal to end a 50-plus year tradition. <laughs> oh, at least I thought it was funny. But no, that's not why they're ending it. Not because Scott Frost's team can't score touchdowns or enough touchdowns. They're ending it because there is, are you ready for this, a helium shortage. Did you know you knew we had a baby formula shortage, right? And you knew we, we apparently have a gas shortage because supply and demand has jacked the gas prices out of this world. But a helium shortage? Yeah, apparently we have a helium shortage. And so we're going to need helium for goofy gas in dentist chairs. That's honestly what Trev Alberts, the AD at Nebraska, said. And, of course, because the environmentalists have weighed in that the release of the red balloons with helium in them, only to flutter harmlessly to earth later on, uh, introduces an environmental hazard. So... No more helium balloons at Nebraska. That is, that is your latest uh, supply chain issue of the day. All right. Please, please, please make note of my friends at Willis Spangler Starling. Attorneys without peer. They are amazing. They do a great job. 
no matter what your need is for an attorney. Wills, estate planning, personal injury, social security, disability, employment law, you name it, they do it. They've grown. They don't grow unless they're good. They're very good. Check them out. Truman Boulevard in Hilliard, just a little bit north of Home Depot and Target, Willis Spangler Starling. They're located online at willisattorneys.com, willisattorneys.com. Okay, we had political news yesterday that involves sports. Herschel Walker is going to be running for the U.S. Senate as the Republican nominee from the state of Georgia. Herschel Walker, of course, the uh, former Heisman Trophy winner, led Georgia to the 1982 National Championship under head coach Vince Dooley, their previous national championship to the one they won this past year with Kirby Smart. And I find it funny because Herschel Walker was endorsed by former President Donald Trump. And, of course, now uh, Herschel and Donald Trump are political pals. And uh, back in the day... When Herschel finished his, was it junior year at uh, Georgia? I think I think it was, maybe it was his sophomore year. Um, Herschel Walker was one of the first, in fact, he might have been the first college football player to leave college with eligibility remaining, <coughs> excuse me, to play professional football. And he was signed by... The uh, New Jersey Generals and <laughs> Donald Trump was the owner. Donald Trump was the owner, and yes, Herschel Walker played with the New Jersey Generals. They they also signed Dave Lapham and I think Doug Flutie. I think I want to say Doug Flutie was a New Jersey Generals. Um, so now the New Jersey Generals exist again with the comeback of the USFL. But uh, Herschel Walker was the original USFL steal him from the NFL guy. And um, that's uh, interesting now that who would have thought two guys who made the headlines on the sports pages way, 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 way back in the day uh, would now be political operatives. They were the cornerstone franchise of the USFL, the New Jersey Generals. And um, he, he... had a good year, a couple years with the New Jersey Generals, and uh, then headed off to the Dow- to the uh, Minnesota Vikings, and then uh, was uh, of course part of the great train robbery. The guy that the uh, no, he was the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys traded him to the Minnesota Vikings. The Dallas Cowboys got all the draft picks. That was Jimmy Johnson, and that was the great train robbery. So, yes, I'm right. Doug Flutie was uh, with the New Jersey Generals. So there you go. That's the New Jersey Generals, Herschel Walker, Donald Trump. Uh, Politics makes strange bedfellows. Truth is uh, stranger than fiction kind of a deal. Uh, One other sports note before we get into the faith portion of the podcast. Before I give you that sports note, let me remind you that our friends at Hemisphere Coffee Roasters stand ready for your order. 15% 15% off when you use the promo code we tackle life in all caps. 15% off promo code we tackle life in all caps. Coffee, light, medium, dark roast, sourced from independent growers, plantations around the world, Indonesia, Thailand, Nicaragua. Um, they do a business that I think is multifaceted in its impact. 
Because when they buy this coffee direct from the growers, the growers then fund the planting of churches in these countries, and the gospel is prospered in these areas. It is a unique way to walk out the Great Commission, to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, by buying coffee that you drink in America, making it happen overseas. That's what you can do when you order from HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com and get 15% off using the promo code we tackle life. Okay. NBA draft is coming up and we await whether Ohio State will have one or two draft picks in the first round. They are unquestionably going to have one because Malachi Branham is a high riser in the draft. And um that's uh that's gonna be uh a thing that'll make Ohio State look really, really good. Getting a guy who comes here and is uh, taken in the top 15 picks of the draft. But we are still like a month away from the draft because it's not until June the 23rd. June the 23rd. So who knows uh, how high Malachi could soar. But he did a workout in Chicago with uh, his coach, Jason Dawson, former girls coach at Worthington Christian. Jason Dawson has been Malachi's personal coach. He was also the personal coach for Tassos Cook of Westerville Central. And also for, why can't I remember the young man from DeSales? Ugh, driving me crazy. He ended up going to Stetson, I believe. Uh, So, yeah, um, Malachi's a really good player. Jason Dawson resigned at WC uh, to move to the Carolinas. I don't know if he's got a college opportunity down there. But Malachi, I had hoped, might land with the Cavaliers. We talked about that on the podcast, that, hey, what if a former St. V guy goes to the Cavs? That would be an interesting headline, given that LeBron obviously did the same thing. But I think Malachi might be going ahead of uh, where the Cavaliers pick. And I think the Cavaliers pick 14th, so it wouldn't surprise me. I do know that uh, Malachi talked about the teams that he interviewed with. It's kind of a speed dating thing that they do at the Combine in Chicago, where you line up and you do like quick interviews with everybody. Yes, the Cavs are picking 14th. Uh, the Cavs, I noticed, were not one of the teams that talked to him there. He talked to, like, the New Jersey Nets, and, yeah, good luck, New Jersey Nets. You're not going to get him because he is way, 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 way going to be gone before you pick. But uh, the Cavs picking 14th did not interview with Malachi. I guess trying to, what, throw people off that they're not interested in Malachi? Of course they're interested in Malachi. They should be. And he measured 6'5 and a half, 6'5 and a half at the NBA draft uh, combine. He can knock down the J. Uh, I don't know how good of a defender he is. I think he's got a little bit to learn there. E.J. Liddell, surprisingly enough, uh, measured a legit 6'7". Six, seven, six, seven. I wouldn't have thought E.J. Liddell would measure 6'7". And I am all over the map on E.J. Liddell as an NBA player. Uh, I'm, I'm going to bend to the expertise and will of those who say he's going to get drafted in the first round. I look at it and I think, hmm... Really good player, but just too much of a tweener. I don't see him as a four. I don't see him as a three. And yet, uh, you know, Draymond Green was a tweener. And look at Draymond Green in the NBA. I mean, could EJ Liddell become a guy who can hit three-pointers in the NBA? Sure. He added that to his arsenal in college, and he can board. That's the thing that I think uh, will get him a spot in the NBA. Does he become like a... You know, just a defensive replacement, tough guy, rebounder, screen setter. 
I think he's got more skills than that. The things that he showed this past year that he's able to do that I think will help him get offense in the NBA, like fade, jump and fade to keep himself from getting his shot blocked, I think that'll help him. So I don't really have a clear picture of what kind of an NBA player EJ Liddell could be. Could he become an all-star? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose he could. Uh, Could he be a guy who falls into the wrong system, ends up on two, three teams, then lands and connects, flourishes? Yeah. Uh, Or could he be a guy who, you know, he's replaced by somebody else who was picked higher, paid more. EJ never gets a fair shot because he just kind of gets taken in that in that range of guys who, yeah, he's a first-round pick, but we don't really have to give him another chance. And uh, Yeah, he could be that. So I think team fit, situation, and role will make a difference with E.J. Liddell. Malachi Branham is going to get multiple chances to succeed in the NBA because of age, because of position, because of his body type suiting the position he plays. And it's certainly not hard for anybody to see Malachi Branham as an NBA two-guard. That's what he jumps off the page as to me. All right, before we get into the faith portion of the podcast, my final sponsor read goes to my friends at auiinfo.com. They're amazing people. Right now, at this time of year, uh, you cannot change your health insurance if you're an individual, but you can if you're a business, and that's what I would highly encourage you to do. Go to auiinfo.com if you're a business owner and put them to the test. Say, Bruce Hooley says you will do a free checkup of my health insurance and offer me some benefit options. You'll also, with that, give me free HR counseling if I want it, should I become someone who gets my benefits through a company that you propose I evaluate. Yes, you heard me. You evaluate. AUI doesn't recommend. They present you options. You pick, and then that company pays AUI. They're great. Tell Chrissy I told you to call. I'm telling you, she's phenomenal. Julie's phenomenal. The whole firm, 17 of them, they do a great job. Your business can't be too small. If it's you and one other employee, they can take care of you. AUIinfo.com. That's AUIinfo.com. All right, now to the faith portion of the podcast. And the press conference today in Uvalde, Texas, Uvalde, Texas, where yesterday horrifically, tragically, unspeakably awful circumstances resulted in a deranged, demented 18-year-old boy shooting and killing two teachers and 19 beautiful little school children, grades second, third, and fourth. This is beyond words to describe. Horrible. Today, Texas Governor Greg Abbott held a press conference in Uvalde, and a question was put to Greg Abbott uh, in the latter stages of his press conference after both Governor Abbott and Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick referred to this circumstance being the result of evil in the world. Evil in the world. And Greg Abbott then also spoke about it being a function of this murderous shooter's um, obvious lack of mental health. And so someone asked Governor Abbott about was it evil or was it the result of horrifically flawed mental health? And the person who asked the question said, I have trouble reconciling this being something caused by evil or having it be be something caused by mental health. 
So I wanted to talk about that in a faith prism, through a faith prism. And uh, another statement by the questioner that attributing these 21 murders to evil, in the words of the questioner, quote, seems to oversimplify it, that it oversimplifies it to say that it is evil. So here's my perspective um, as I search into the Word of God and to what I know of the Word of God and faith about how to explain this. It is a, uh, a muscular version of the age-old question, why do bad things happen to good people? And the answer to why, things, why bad things happen to good people is because there is evil in the world, and being good does not guarantee you insulation, protection from evil. It does not. Uh, the Bible tells us that the world is um, the purview of Satan, that he has been given this world to uh, wreak havoc for a time. The time is finite. It is limited by God. We don't know when the time will run out. But we know that um, God is superior to Satan, and the purpose for which God allows such evil to happen is beyond our understanding. It is beyond our understanding. Good things can come from horrific evil like this, of course. Good things came from Stephanie Spielman's cancer, an awful thing, and several other awful things came from her cancer. We lost a bright light in the world. Her children lost a loving mother. Chris lost a loving wife. We all lost her inspiration and impact on our life. But when I look at this shooting in Texas to try to make it about mental health as opposed to making it about evil is to to me to unnecessarily divide the two. I believe it is consistent with biblical teaching that it is both evil and an example of unspeakably dysfunctional mental health. And we have a lot of unspeakably evil mental health uh, issues in our world today. Transgenderism is a lie from the pit of hell that is unspeakably evil and is is indicative of flawed mental health. It is not to say that transgender people themselves are horribly evil, but it is to say that the ideology in which they have bought in, the lie to which they have bought in, that they can deem themselves a sex opposite of the sex they were born, merely by saying so, feeling so, dressing so, or being operated on to resemble a person of the opposite sex, that is the result of flawed mental health, as is anorexia and bulimia. An anorexic person looks in the mirror, sees a fat person or sees a flawed person that they can presumably in their twisted mind fix by binging, purging, not eating. You would never tell that person that they are correct in their assessment of themselves as fat, nor should we abide transgender people who are 
biologically male or female and contend to be the other. In Romans 1, Paul's letter to the Romans, starting in chapter 18 to the end of the chapter, if you read it, you will, without a whole bunch of uh, needed spiritual clarity, recognize the world in which we live today. And the, and the chapter reads, the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Because what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature, those have been clearly seen. They are understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. The chapter continues. For although people knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. This is the part that applies upcoming to the Texas situation. And it reads, Their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for the images made to look like a mortal human being. Therefore, God gave them over to the sinful desires of their heart, to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and created, excuse me, worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. In verse 26, Paul writes, Therefore, because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. Some translations say perversion. And summing up, furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind, so they do what ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. And Paul goes on to describe our culture today, just like he was describing the Roman culture then, just like he is describing every culture down throughout humanity. When we take our focus off God, when we do not esteem him, when we do not follow his direction for how we should live our lives, our minds become depraved. We begin to degrade ourselves through immorality through um, things that poison our brains, social media, television, video games, lack of discipline in the home, rebellion, and it manifests itself in all manner of things, drug addiction, human trafficking, prostitution, pornography, and yes, crime, murder, and even the murder of cherubic, joyful children. 
anyone who would walk into a school building with a gun, terrorize 19 little children, pull a trigger and murder them and their teachers one after the other after the other. I don't know how anyone can argue that that is not the epitome of evil, that that is not solely the work. of a demonic enemy of all that is good in the world. And everything that is good in the world comes from the Father above. My heart breaks for the people in Uvalde because, and my heart breaks for our country that we have incidents like this so often. But it is not a mystery to me why we have them, because we have gone to great lengths to remove God, his authority, his sovereignty, his majesty, from all public discourse in our country, in our schools, in the areas where children are raised, their thoughts are shaped their values are instilled, and their beliefs are ingrained. And if we persist in doing this, elevating the wisdom of man above the wisdom of the God who created man, we will continue to reap what we have sown. We will continue to reap the whirlwind. We will continue to reap more than we have sown, later than we have sown it. The cure for the hatred that permeates our society and the mental illness and evil that abounds in our culture is too simplistic for most to embrace, but it does not change the reality that it is aligning one life at a time with Jesus Christ as both Savior and Lord, as Messiah and as authority over our thoughts, our attitudes, and our deeds, and our words, and our actions. I can't even fathom the pain of that community, but I am not at all mystified by the source that caused it. It is from the pit of hell. It is satanic, demonic, and evil. And much like you cannot shed an addiction until you admit that you are enslaved to it, we will not triumph over it in this country unless and until we return to the Christian nation we were founded to be by men who had the divine hand of God on them when they founded our country. Please pray for the people in Texas. 
Please pray for our country. Pray for our leaders. And I would appreciate your prayers that I steward the platforms that God has blessed me with to speak truth and to bring light into a dark place. Thank you for your time today.